Welcome to Politics Done Right. I am your host, Egberto Willis. This is a progressive program that will take the mystery out of politics. This is the program that will encourage you to make sure government becomes we the people. Whether you are liberal, progressive, conservative, or otherwise, you get to hear your point of view. We are an independent media outlet that unlike mainstream media beholden to corporations, we only owe allegiance to you. Remember, you can also send me a tweet at E-G-B-E-R-T-O-W-I-L-L-I-E-S. That is at Egberto Willis. Let us engage. It is politics done right. Welcome to Politics Done Right from the studios of KPFT 90.1 FM Houston, your community radio station. We have a great program for you today. We have Joe Madison, the Black Eagle, Sirius XM's uh, one of the most well-known Sirius XM personalities. He's with us. He's uh, doing a hunger strike right now for the voting rights bill. He said he's going to stay on the hunger strike even as the Senate is in, uh, has gone into recess without doing anything about voting rights. But he's going to be there on January 3rd, still having not eaten. So uh, he's doing a great job. I caught up with him uh, here in Texas while I'm temporarily in D.C. So we have a, had a great chat. Listen to that. We also are talking a whole lot about what the betrayal of Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin betrayal of not only progressives, Betrayal of Americans because the policies in Build Back Better are the policies that America says they want. And we're not talking about just Democrats. We're talking about Democrats, Republicans, and independents. Since when is it a problem to support families? Since when is there a problem to make sure that kids have a place to stay so that their, par- their, their, their folks can go to work? Since when it's a problem that we cannot have support to take care of our elders? I mean, uh, Joe Manchin is from the poorest state or one of the two poorest states in the country. And he claims he cannot explain the price of the bill. He cannot explain Build Back Better to his people, and because he cannot explain it, he won't go for it. He will. He is a no. How can you not explain a bill that brings billions into your into your state, a state that depends on every other state right now, and we're making your people whole? How can you think that you just can't explain that to your constituents? You know why? You know who he cannot explain it to? He cannot explain it to the plutocrats that are funding him. And folks, that is where these things are. That is where we have to engage. That is where we have to make sure that they cannot continue serving the wrong master. They should be serving us, we the people, and not those who are paying them. Remember, in America, we still have one vote. One person, one vote. One person, one vote. We need to start acting that way. We need to start making sure that folks realize it's not about money. Because again, we all have one vote. You can get any one of my books as a gift for becoming a member of KPFT. Go to kpft.org, click that donate button, select Politics Done Right as the show you're supporting, and go into the gift area and select As I see it, class warfare, the only resort to right-wing doom, 
or you can also get It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors, or go to How to Make America Utopia, Take Away the Economy from Those Who Rigged It. If you get one book, it gives you one particular membership price, two books, you get a discount, and three books, you get an even better discount. So please consider becoming a member of KPFT, and in the process, you get the gifts of the books. You can get Politics Done Right Mondays through Fridays on Facebook Live at facebook.com slash politics done right. On YouTube Live at politics slash YouTube. Please do not forget to follow me on Twitter for updates. My handle is at Egberto Willis at E-G-B-E-R-T-O-W-I-L-L-I-E-S. Before you get started, please remember to keep your community radio station in your minds, KPFT in your minds. Talk about it. Tell your friends about it. Tell them you know about this station in town, 90.1 FM Houston, that needs your support, that is there to provide what that nourishment that we need. 713-526-5738. KPFT.org. Visit us online. Contribute online. KPFT. 90.1 FM. You can visit us at kpft.org. Let's get busy. Elizabeth Warren uh, showed, I made made the point to show the charlatanes that are the billionaires, the people that are living on the dole, the ones that are really living on the dole are not those people getting food stamps or that little bit of money. It's the ones that are really pilfering us for billions, billions. I want you to take a look at this and then we'll take it on the other side. Time Magazine has named Elon Musk Person of the Year, which is actually an insult to any number of people who should have been named Person of the Year. Did Because Elon Musk is, I mean, he's the worst. His company, Tesla's trillion-dollar market value, well exceeds its revenue. It only reached its first full year of profitability last year. Has long relied on sales of emissions credits to keep its bottom line afloat and was nearly and was recently ordered to pay more than $100 million for a racist, hostile work environment. But this year, Musk leapfrogged the other billionaire space cadet, Amazon's Jeff Bezos, becoming the world's richest person. He's also opposed to the Democrats' Build Back Better bill that would help women and children and families. And he wants to get rid of all government subsidies, like the ones that helped him build his empire. But Musk isn't just the world's richest person. He's one of the most thin-skinned people on social media. And this week, he tried to come for Senator Elizabeth Warren, who tweeted, let's change the rig tax code so that the person of the year will actually pay taxes and stop freeloading off everyone else. I mean, the senator is correct. This year, ProPublica got receipts. Its investigation found that in 2018, Musk paid nothing in federal income taxes and less than $70,000 in 2015 and 2017. Well, Elon wasn't happy, so he did what he always did and stomped his little feet and insulted Senator Warren, calling her an angry mom and referring to her as Senator Karen. So for so many reasons, being a freeloader, and a selfish and disrespectful one. And for misappropriating black vernacular for misogynistic purposes, Elon Musk is the absolute worst. Meanwhile, Senator Warren has better things to do than fight with Junior Birdman on Twitter. And in Boston Globe, and in Boston Globe op-ed, Senator Warren called for expanding the Supreme Court by four or more seats, writing that the current court threatens the democratic foundations of our nation. Senator, I'm going I'm to go ahead and uh, well, let, let, me, let me first play Pramila Jayapal, because Congresswoman Pramila Jayapal and Congressman Sh- and Senator Sherrod Brown, here was their thoughts on Elon must be person of the year. Take a look. Oh, I'll tell you what they said. Uh, it says it's time for Elon Musk to pay his fair share in taxes. Uh, Sherrod Brown.
announced that a billionaire who's been found guilty of illegal union busting by the National Labor Relations Board should probably not be Times Person of the Year. So those were their thoughts. I, I want to just give you an opportunity to respond to Elon Musk attacking you on social media. <laughs> <laughs> the world's richest freeloader evidently has a very thin skin. But you know the part that really makes me angry about this? It's on behalf of every public school teacher, every waitress, every computer programmer, every street cleaner who actually paid taxes. And that means they paid more than Elon Musk did in federal income taxes. And that's just not right. And it means the system is broken. I, I, along with many others, am trying to fix that. But the days when these guys not only get to rake it all in, but then rub everybody else's nose in it while they head off into outer space and declare how they did this all on their own when they were subsidized by the federal government and subsidized by every waitress and by every public school teacher who paid their taxes. This is wrong. And Elon Musk needs to eat a big dish of that. He needs to probably use his big money and buy himself some self-esteem because apparently he gets sad when people say mean things about him being not paying taxes. Um. Yeah, he gets mad because when you really go ahead and say, hey, Elon Musk, you are a freeloader, not because you have billions, not because you're the richest person in the world, mean much. It means is that you stole it. And people say, well, how did you steal it? He worked for it. No, he didn't. You know, uh, th- th- that, w- that America justifies legal theft using the financial sector doesn't make it any more moral or make it any more true on, or ma- that, that somehow he made it on his own. He made it from the work and worth of everybody else. Remember that. You know, for those who have this unfettered love for the rich person, for those who have unfettered love, for those who have somehow used our economic system to get ahead. Remember, there are so many people out there that they are so devoted to their craft. They're so devoted to engineering. They're so devoted to science. They're so devoted to social issues, helping people. They don't sit down and figure out, Hey, I can turn capital gains by using the capital gains from doing X, Y, and Z. I can multiply my income at a faster rate than inflation or by creating a collar, a financial instrument. I can create structures that minimize my loss, but maximize what I'm going to win because I can do that. I take my effort in figuring out the financial structures within a capitalist society to make a bunch of money. And then the others are out there saying, I just want to help people. I just want to create products. I just want to do all these great things to help people to forward science, to do all these things. And somehow we glorify those who use a a feature in a financial system, in an economic system, a fraudulent, a fraudulent economic system to get wealthy, and they're the ones that we somehow respect. That is how screwed up our educational system is, that we don't know how to evaluate where worth is. So Joe Manchin is a no. I can't believe this. Actually, you know what? I can believe it. As Cori Bush said, 
We know we could never, ever trust this man. We knew that the reason they separated the bill is that was the intent in the first place. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was right. Cory Bush was right. Ilan Omar was right. Rashida Talib was right. Ayanna Presley was right. Oman was right. They all told them, oh, you guys are just not playing team ball. They decided to play team ball. And what did Joe Manchin do to them? He played the real ball. Let's screw the poor. Let's screw the middle class. Check it out. Senator, you're at the center of this uh, negotiation with the president over his social spending and tax bill, a bill, the Build Back Better bill that is not coming up uh, in the Senate before the new year, in part largely because of your reservations. Without you, the leadership doesn't have the votes it needs. So today, right now, what's the state of play? Well, Brad, you know, this is a mammoth piece of legislation, and I had my reservations from the beginning when I heard about it five and a half months ago. And I've been working diligently every day and every minute of every day. I've been working on this meeting with whether it be the president, President Biden, whether it be Majority Leader Schumer and his staff, whether it would be with Nancy Pelosi, uh, all of my colleagues, I mean, from all different spectrums of the political spectrum, if you will, from the right to the left. I've done everything humanly possible. And, you know, my concerns I had and I still have these concerns and where I'm at right now, the inflation that I was concerned about. It's not transitory. It's real. It's harming every West Virginian. It's making it almost difficult for them to continue to go to their jobs, the cost of gasoline, the cost of groceries, the cost of utility bills. All of these things are hitting in every aspect of their life. And, and, you, and you start looking and then, then you have the uh, debt that we're carrying at, at $29 trillion. You have also the geopolitical unrest that we have. You have the COVID, the COVID uh, variant. Uh, and that is wreaking havoc again. People are concerned. I've been with my family. I know everyone's concerned. So when you have these things coming at you the way they are right now, uh, I've always said this, Brett, if I can't go home and explain it to the people of West Virginia, I can't vote for it. And I cannot vote to continue with this piece of legislation. I just can't. I've tried everything humanly possible. I can't get there. You're done. This is this is a no. This is a no. That message was given on Fox News. That message was given. Well, you notice the last question Brett asked. Does this mean Joe Manchin that you're done? And Joe Manchin says, yes, I'm done. Exactly what that means. That was a message to the plutocracy. That was a message to the oligarchy. Okay, guys, we are not going to give any kind of social programs that would put your enslaving, enslavement of people through work in a particular manner. In other words, we will be able now to pay them whatever. We don't have to give them childcare. We don't have to give them medical care. We don't have to give them anything. And the state is not going to give it to them either. And you know what that means? They just going to have to drag their butts to work at whatever slave labor we are going to give them. Understand what he's saying. Notice in his, in his reasons for, no, inflation. Well, if inflation is going up for your West Virginians, you know how you explain this bill to West Virginians? Yes, West Virginians, inflation's going up because those in the oligarchy with price and power, they are the ones increasing the prices. But we, the federal government, we, the people, we are going to give you back some of that 
cash that they stole from you. So therefore, that $300 child credit that you've been getting, we will make sure that it continues. It ends now because Build Back Better is not in effect, but ends now. Well, you know what I'm saying to you instead? I'm saying, screw you, West Virginia. Screw you. I am the second poorest state in the country, and I'm going to give you yet nothing. And then I'm going to say, I can't explain it to you. Yeah, you can't explain why you're going to give them nothing. You can't explain why you're going to give anybody nothing. The fact of the matter is this move is a move directed by a plutocracy that is fearful of a progressive move in a country that will finally force the plutocracy, finally force that 1% that is working on your backs, that has their knees on your neck. Finally. Tell them, you know what? You guys keep increasing prices. You guys keep doing the rest. We're going to tax the holy hell out of you to make sure that we have an equitable society so that you can't use your price and power to kill, so that you can't use your monopoly power to, to demand, to force people into this new form of antiseptic slavery. Folks, that's what it's all about. Now, a lot of people are going to be, oh, my God, throw their hands up in the air. We cannot vote anymore for Democrats or whatever. Let me tell you what that means, folks. You can't allow that to happen. You have to continue the fight. You have to elect more progressives in 2022 and 2024. We have to do it right. Don't ever let they, they want to bust your faith now, do not allow that to happen. This is a loss of a battle, not of a war. You know, here's a, the pathetic thing. As I was preparing the show, I came across an article. And I mean, it was right out of the 1980 Reagan's day. You remember the black woman that was a welfare queen? Whoa, that, it's funny because Reagan was only talking about the black woman as a welfare queen. But you know what? Manchin did worse. Senator Joe Manchin told colleagues he believed parents would use child tax credits to buy drugs and people would abuse paid leave to go hunting, report says. Joe Manchin told colleagues he believed Americans would abuse benefits in Biden's spending package. Manchin said he thought parents would use child tax credit funds to buy drug, HuffPost reported. The West Virginia senator killed any chance of the bill passing in its current form. Senator Joe Manchin privately told his Senate colleagues he believes that. I want to tell you guys what that means. And if Democrats don't run with this, if they don't run, well, look, independent media will. I'm sure TYT ha probably is going to jump on this immediately. I'm pretty sure the majority report is going to jump on this immediately. I'm pretty sure brother Tim Black is going to jump on this, even though Tim Black is probably going to take a, he doesn't really give a damn attitude on this. But let me tell you this. You realize that example that he gave there, it doesn't fit a group of people that America don't mind dogging. You know, whenever America wants to stereotype a particular group of people, you know what they look like. They're those kind of the kind of the brown people, kind of the black people. You know, it's okay to stereotype them. And, you know, everybody loves it because, ah, you know, it's not me. Look at them. But look at the example Joe Manchin did. He said parents would buy drugs and go hunting. He's talking about West Virginia. 
He made a mistake. He looked at West Virginia. What is a big drug problem in West Virginia? Everybody going out and buying those, those, uh, kiloids, what, what do you call them? You know, those, those, uh, uppers, they're, they're all buying these pills and they're also hunters, the guns, you know, you don't see the guns in the blue states, the, the hunters, a bunch of hunters in the blue states. So he hit home. This is the perfect ad for people to make and hit every single red state because he's calling all of his people who generally love their guns and their drugs, you know? They like those special drugs. And that's who, that's what he meant. When I saw this, right, my, I kind of lit up because I'm like, he is talking about people finally. He's talking big, big. And you know what? I always talk about this, right? And I tell us all the time. When Bill Clinton was the president, uh, Bill Clinton, when he wanted to seem like he was a moderate, well, he is a moderate, actually, a centrist. He wanted, you know, remember when he, when he signed welfare reform, he had two, two big black women at each of his side. And that picture pissed me off back in the 80s, right? And people was, or 90s, 90s. And people were, why are you so mad about it? You know, I'm like, because he was fulfilling Reagan's stereotype with the welfare reform bill, as if those are the people that are mostly on welfare. They're not. But Manchin blew it out of the water. Manchin was much better than Clinton. Manchin said, no, nah, man, look at who's on the real welfare, my West Virginia people. And if you give my West Virginia people any of this money, they're going hunting, man. If you give me any of these West Virginia people, they're going to go ahead and buy those opioids and fentanyl and all that good stuff. If Democrats, the person who's going to run against Joe Manchin doesn't use that and show how little he feels about all those in his state, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. Let me put that article on the screen so you guys can see it because I think it's bien importante que vean eso. There it is in highlight. Senator Joe Manchin told colleagues he believed parents would use child tax credits to buy drugs and people would abuse paid leave to go hunting. You know, I mean, <laughs> when he said go hunting and drugs and we can associate that with West Virginia, I want people, I, the reason I repeated myself here, I want you guys to inculcate that in your minds. All my posse, start putting this out. I want you to listen to what brother Biden had to say, because for me, it was like, brother Biden, where was this passion? We've been missing this kind of passion for Build Back Better. And as much as Build Back Better has a big support, over 60% already. But hell, this kind of passion could prevent anybody who was trying to object to it from objecting. Check this out. ...of keeping your word of trust. Do you believe Senator Manchin kept his word to you? And how do you rebuild trust with progressives in your party to advance your legislation now? You know, I told you before, you've heard me say this before. Some people think maybe I'm not Irish because I don't hold a grudge. Look, I want to get things done. I still think there's a possibility of getting Bill Back Better done. What I don't want to do is get into And Joe went on TV today, and uh, I don't know whether it's TV or not. I'm told he was speaking to the Liberal Caucus in the House and said, Joe Biden didn't mislead you, I misled you. And so, look, I, I'm, not, I'm not looking for... Let me say something. You saw what happened yesterday. All the talk about how my Build Back Better plan was going to increase inflation, going to cause these debts and all the like. What happened? Goldman Sachs and others said, if we don't pass Build Back Better, we're in trouble. 
because it's going to grow the economy. And without it, we're not going to grow. And what happened? Stock prices went way down. It took a real dip. If you take a look, the va- I wasn't, everybody thinks because I quoted 17 Nobel laureates saying this is going to help inflation. Think about it in terms of you're a hardworking person and you're making 60 grand if you're alone or your mom or just on her own or if you're making 80 grand, mom and dad, 90 grand, like a lot of people do. And you're worried about inflation. You should be worried about it because it's a devastating thing for people who are working class and middle class folks. It really hurts. Where is most of the cost now? The cost is finding in gasoline, even though I put, even though I was able to bring it down 12 cents a gallon, will come down more, I believe. We talked about what the cost in food prices going up, et cetera. But look what's in, look, look what's in Build Back Better. Child care. You can reduce it by up to 70%. That'll be the difference between 20 million women who go on back in the workforce being able to go back if you pass it. We're talking about, we're talking about health care, insulin. You know, since we got we got two hundred thousand kids with type one diabetes, you know what it's costing? It costs somewhere between ten cents and ten dollars to come up with the formula. Okay, a while ago, right? You know what it's costing on average? Five hundred sixty dollars, six hundred forty dollars a month, up to a thousand dollars a month. What do you do if you're a mom and a dad? working with minimum wage, busting your neck. You look at your kid, and you know if you don't get that vaccine for him, that, excuse me, if you don't get that drug for him, if you don't get that, 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 that be, be able to take that, what happens? You're likely to go in a coma, maybe die. Not only do you put the kid's life at stake, you strip away all the dignity of a parent looking at their child. I'm not joking about this. Imagine being a parent looking at a child and you can't afford. You have no house to borrow against. You have no savings. It's wrong. But all the things in that bill are going to reduce prices and costs for middle class and working class people. It's going to reduce their costs. What's inflation? Having to pay more than the money you have because things have gone up. Well, bring down all those costs across the board from child care to a child care tax credit. But I'm not supposed to be having this press conference right now. Yeah. Manchin break his commitment to you. When you announced the framework, the White House says that all 50 senators were believed to get behind it, all 50 Democratic senators. So did Senator Manchin break his commitment to you? Senator Manchin and I are going to get something done. All right, there, there's, there are two things that he said there that's very important, right? And I, I, don't, I don't think I heard anybody capture it on, on MSNBC or CNN. I don't know if they mentioned it while I wasn't listening or whatever. But there's one thing he said kind of under his throat. And he said, Senator Manchin met with pro- the Progressive Caucus in the House. And he said, it's not the president who misled you. It's me or something of that nature. He kind of said that in passing and he said it under his throat. It's kind of like, why would he say that, right? Did it happen? Maybe it happened, but why would he come out and say that? And then he goes ahead and he says, 
Senator Manchin and I are going to get something done. Okay? And then we hear through the grapevine that apparently what happened just before Sunday, him going on to Fox News, is evidently somebody released some sort of negative information on Manchin, some of the staff working on, the Democratic staff working on the Build Back Better as they were negotiating, in order to prod him to just say yes, apparently somebody released some sort of information. He's not talking about it. They're not talking about it. We don't know what that is. Okay? So I think there was more to that no on Sunday that meet, that meets the eye. And we'll see if I'm right on this one, but I think I am. I detected something not only with him, but also with Pramila Jayapal. Pramila said on, I think it was Lawrence or on, on, on Rachel or one of them, she's speaking to Manchin, and the tonality that she had wasn't that saying this stuff is over. So if you're reading between the lines, it seemed like that was a stunt to me. I could be wrong, but it seemed like ultimately it's going to turn out to be a stunt, but... Stunt or no stunt, we have to hit Manchin hard for giving the possibility. And I, and I think I said this in the last video. His statement was it increases inflation, it increases the budget deficit, even though it's paid for. And all these things he talks about, right? But there are two mistakes there, or three mistakes. One, it does not increase inflation. Two, he says... He cannot vote for anything that he cannot explain to his constituents. You have to be fairly dumb not to be able to tell the poorest people in the country that we are putting out a policy that's going to inflate your wages so that your kid can go to school, so that your kid can go to the dentist, so that your mama can get some, some teeth, so that your mama can get a glasses for her eyes. How difficult is that to... How difficult is that to explain to your constituents? And when they say, and how is it going to be paid for? To say, well, you remember all those guys that took that coal out of the ground and burnt it and made millions while you got arsenic poisoning, while you got mercury poisoning? You remember all those guys that pulled the oil out of Pennsylvania and all these other places and left the contamination between the, the strata in the ground? Remember all of that? Well, we are going to ask them to foot the bill for something they should have foot long time ago. And we're going to stop listening to the, you know, those slaves who are always there to protect their masters, even as they're getting their butts whipped. You know, those people who protect the plutocracy. Those people who are poor, but are always saying, you can't take that from the rich man. As if he somehow earned it. You know what I mean? So no, we're not going to go there at all, folks. That's not where we're going to go. So that's the second thing about Manchin. And the third thing is he's simply lying. He goes out and he says, I don't want to give my people, and you know, this is the best part. He doesn't want to give his people a break because they will go and buy drugs 
and go hunting. You know, in the Reagan days, they used to do that with the, the, the black woman, right? The black woman, she's a, she's a welfare queen. Oh, Manchin wanted maximum expansion. So he decided, I'm not going for the black woman now. I am going to attack my own people. Hey, you gun-touting West Virginians? Nah. That's no we're going. The West Virginia gun-touting folk. Because you know they're not talking about folks in the ghetto and the barrios now. They're talking about Appalachia. So what I try to tell you, why I always talk about we need to unite the ghettos, the barrios, and Appalachia is because we have more in common than these charlatanes that are trying to separate you, that are trying to hurt you, because they need you in a poor state. Hey, folks, if you are just joining us on YouTube, hit that thumbs up, please. If you're on, on, on uh, Facebook, hit that like. We want to make sure we get maximal throughput. And uh, those of you that are on YouTube, click that join button. If you're not on YouTube, you know what I'm talking about. So that is what's important for you to know, folks. And it's, not, it's important for you to hear this from me, but not only from me. They need to hear it from you. And you have Trumpists in your family. You have right-wingers in your family, like I do as well. You got to point these things out. Nicely, of course. You want to kind of point us for it? Give them a book, which is called It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors. Actually, it makes a good Christmas week. You guys going to have Christmas on the table? Say, hey, guys, I'm not going to discuss politics with you until... I give you this book, which is How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors. And then you say, read this book, and then let's have a little chat. This statement by Anand Hiratiradas is really, really apropos, especially now that Joe Manchin has officially shown his colors. I don't give a damn about those who this country was built on. I don't give a damn about making things right. I don't give a damn about supporting all Americans. Check this out, and then we'll take it on the other side. Many of the programs and safety nets put in place at the start of the pandemic are ending as well. In just a few weeks, 41 million Americans will have to start paying their federal student loans again. Payments were suspended back in March of 2020 to ease the financial burden brought on by the pandemic. And the federal government just sent out its last round of coronavirus child tax payments for the foreseeable future. For the last six months, many parents were getting at least $300 a month per child. The federal CDC eviction moratorium expired in October. Joining me right now is Anand Giridharnas. He's the publisher of The Ink and author of Winners Take All, The Elite Charade of Changing the World. So Anand, people, they're losing their coronavirus safety nets, but the coronavirus isn't going anywhere. This is all happening on the Democrats' watch. Is this a bad look, especially ahead of midterms next year? Well, it's a bad look ahead of what's going on in people's lives right now. The president of the United States has a saying that I love, which is don't tell me your values, show me your budget, and I'll tell you your values. So as the year ends, let's look at what America has been willing to spend money on this calendar year and what it has been reluctant to spend money on. They are willing to spend money to send your kids to their death in war. 
they're just not money willing to spend money to keep them alive and thriving with health care and education and food via those child payments. They're willing to spend money to build schools in Afghanistan, or at least they were for the last 20 years, just not to spend money to have your kids get an education, get daycare, get universal pre-K, maybe you to get retrained in community college. They're willing to spend money, as we saw, to fix bridges, but they're not willing to spend money to relieve your debts so you have some vehicle, can afford a vehicle, to drive those across those bridges. So we are seeing that there are many things in this country that continue to be priorities regardless of what the budget is, regardless of what is happening. But in a global pandemic, amid a severe threat to democracy itself. They are unwilling to act to protect the freedom to vote for leaders who will deliver for us, and they are unwilling as those leaders to deliver for us. I mean, student loan forgiveness is something Democrats have been running on even before the pandemic. So what are the obstacles to extending that? Well, student loan forgiveness is a very good area for you to bring up because it actually is one area where the president could do a lot unilaterally. Um, has sought legal guidance and by all accounts has quite a bit of authority to do something remarkable. I can assure you, knowing a lot of people who have organized on that issue, uh, if you had a student debt jubilee in the coming months, there would be, uh, you know, a party uh, in the streets for days in this country like we have not seen in a long time, hopefully socially distanced. Uh, and it would be probably pretty good politically to make millions and millions of millions of people feel a sense of hope that many of them have not had since they took on those debts. Um, and so, you know, Joe Manchin who you were talking about before, can't be the sole alibi for why things are not getting done. There are things the president can do. But on things like Build Back Better, which has now gotten kicked into the new year, on things like voting rights, uh, Joe Manchin is very much, as you pointed out, a factor. And I think a lot of us, uh, as we get into the holidays, are pretty sick of Joe Manchin being America's kind of cruel gaslighting boyfriend. And there's going to have to be a reckoning about whether one man who clearly, and I'm not you know, kink shaming here, but it clearly has a sadistic enjoyment of withholding help from the American public, Uh, whether that man is going to be the person who dictates whether your family has any peace, tranquility and prosperity in the new year. Let me tell you, folks, and within this statement, there's going to be a shameless plug on a few of my books, but I, 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 I so want to get this point across. The reason why the Joe Mansions of the world The reason why they still get elected, the reason why Republicans still get elected is that they, their intent is to maintain us not very smart. And how do you maintain one that is not very smart? You make sure they don't know about the economy. Make sure they don't know these things. You know, in that light, over the years, I've written three books on on, on specifically the items that I think have kept us from being able to get the right folks elected. You have to first understand the economic system and how it all intermingles in a way that's easy for people to understand, numero uno. You also have to be able to talk to those who are completely diverse, completely different in the opinions that you share, that they have. You have to be able to cross that bridge to talk to them. So there are techniques to do that. And lastly, you have to be able to imagine Imagine what the society could be. 
And, you know, I wrote three books on these issues. As I see it, Class Warfare, The Only Resort to Right-Wing Doom. That book was there to tell folks, this is how the economy works. This is why the patent system is screwed up. This is why we've been taking advantage for all these years. The second one I wrote was called, It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors. Because it doesn't matter that you know. Everybody has got to know so that we can actually vote in concert to elect those who will really go out there and serve us. And then the other one is imaginary. Imagine, in other words, how to make America utopia. How to make America utopia. Take away the system from those who, take away the economy from those who rigged it. It is so important that we understand what's going on so that these charlatanes cannot continue to do this what they're doing so that build back better which is just a beginning of what we really need to make a real society we have to we have to be there to bring people along we have to be there to have people where they can land and say you know i've seen the light i've seen what we as a society need to do it is just amazing that as anand said one man, and it's really not one man, folks. I want to let you guys know that. Joe Manchin is doing what he's doing because he really has the backing of several others who are holding the water for the plutocracy. Let's not just blame Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin is a face. He's a strong man that is willing to take the fall. But there are a lot of others, a lot of others. We have to make sure in 2022 and these other years not to be fooled into a complacent, we can't accomplish anything. But we have to teach our folds. We have to imagine and we have to go out there and understand that we the people are still we the people and we can make the changes if we really forget about just emotions and do what it takes. You can get any one of my books as a gift for becoming a member of KPFT. Go to kpft.org. Click that donate button, select politics done right as the show you're supporting and go into the gift area and select, as I see it, class warfare, the only resort to right wing doom. Or you can also get it's worth it how to talk to your right wing relatives, friends and neighbors or go to how to make America utopia. Take away the economy from those who rigged it. If you get one book. It gives you one particular membership price. Two books, you get a discount. And three books, you get an even better discount. So please consider becoming a member of KPFT. And in the process, you get the gifts of the books. Today, we are honored. And when I say honored, I mean honored to have the one and only Joseph Madison. Joe Madison, also known as a Black Eagle, with his program on the uh, Sirius XM network. Joe is in Dallas my neck of the woods in Texas, I am in his neck of the woods, Washington, D.C. So we transpose. Welcome to Politics on Right, Mr. Madison. Yeah, well, How are you doing today? Well, well, I'm, I'm, I must be honest with you. Um, you just got me at full time. Um, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Uh, last night and to the wee hours of the morning, uh, the United States Senate mm -hmm. could not come to an agreement uh, on voting on the two voting rights act. And now they have uh, kicked the can down the road until after January 3rd. Uh, I, I must tell you, um, as I was 
leaving from uh, Beaumont, Texas, because I had a commitment that I had made months before I announced my hunger strike, uh, November 8th. Uh, and I had to, it was sort of scholarship fund uh, for the NAACP youth. Uh, I promised that I would keep that. But uh, I just uh, found out that uh, this is what the Senate has done. And I'll just be quite candid. I'm, I'm pissed. Uh, I am beyond disappointment. Uh, and my first initial thought, and I've not shared this with anyone because I just just happened to uh, get the announcement a, a few minutes ago, uh, is that clearly what they have done is uh, put their concerns, uh, their rules over uh, the the right to vote, not only for African Americans, but for all of us. And 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 the sad thing is, and people ought to know, they confirm uh, several uh, ambassadorships. They confirm several judgeships, and you would think with an issue such as voting rights, which is nonpartisan, uh, that they could have uh, simply taken a vote uh, and and put the filibuster aside. Now, of course, the Republicans are equally to blame because not one of them uh, would even uh, vote uh, to uh, protect our, our, our rights. So uh, you've... Uh, you're getting my visceral reaction uh, to this uh, to this news. And let me say on your program right now that I'm going to continue this hunger strike. Oh, my God. That's I'm, I'm, no, no, I am. I, no, I was going to ask you that because I'm concerned now because you've been at this for a long time now. You've but, lost but, a lot but, of weight. Let me interrupt. Yeah, I've gone from 194, I guess, let's see, before I left D.C., I was down to 169. But let me tell you, and I'm saying this to everybody, don't be concerned about me. You better be concerned about this country. Right. You better be concerned about the uh, democracy. That's what you really should be concerned about. Now, pe people have sacrificed a lot more than uh, than food uh, to get our voting rights and to to maintain them. Uh, and I appreciate people's concern. I appreciate people's uh, love and I appreciate their support. But my pat answer now will be that uh, we should be more concerned, not about any one individual. Uh, we should be concerned about uh, this country and, 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 and what the hell is going on in the United States Senate and our government. Now, Joe, I, this, it, it behooves me that, uh, as uh, Senator Warnock said uh, on the floor, that it was okay for them to bend the rules for, for, uh, for the uh, debt ceiling, as well as bend the rules for, I don't remember what's the other policy, what would the possibility be that Democrats, uh, Manchin, 
and cinema. Why would they not support this? Even though they come out full cocked and they'll tell you, we support voter rights, but we're just not going to bend the filibuster for it. Money. It's simple as that. And I'm not going to bite my tongue Explain. on this. It, 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 well, what I mean by that is contributions, uh, contributors. Uh, this has to be about uh, their campaign treasury. It, it cannot be about, first of all, the Constitution, because the filibuster is not in the Constitution. And as I mentioned to you, they 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 uh, they nominated. Uh, I'm sorry, nominated. They confirmed uh, ambassadors. Right. They confirmed ambassadors. They and obviously they may have had votes from the Republican side, but that's the whole point. You can confirm ambassadors. You can confirm judges, whether you use the filibuster or not. But you cannot you cannot pass two bills that protects the voting rights of, of quite honestly, uh, all of us. I, mm-hmm. I, I told the uh, young people at the at the dinner uh, uh, yesterday, uh, and I told them, it, you know, it's this is day forty one for me. But wow. as 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 I said to them, as I said to them, I mean. Um, Think about what uh, uh, what what these. There are now five hundred twenty five five hundred twenty five laws that have been introduced in practically all the states. I think every state now. Maybe it's all every state now. I mean, to to the point where there's poll taxes in Maine and New Hampshire. So if you're a student and you want to vote choose uh, to vote in Maine or New Hampshire and choose that as your domicile, you know, you have to register your car. Yes. You yes. know that in, in, in your state, in Texas, you know uh, that they they got rid of drop boxes. Yes. <laughs> and at one County. drop box. Thank you. And some people have to drive 10 miles to drop their ballot mm-hmm. in, a, in a drop box. And, and, and where, we, where I'm now in Texas, throughout Texas, as you know, you you know you can use a hunting license to register to vote, but you can't use a a, 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 a school ID. ID. Yeah, a student ID, and it goes on and on. Wisconsin uh, senior citizens in nursing homes have to get up out of their bed, leave the nursing home, and go to the uh, election clerk to register to vote. This is about nothing more than to suppress uh, voting rights. In, 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 in this country. And uh, so, you know, like I said, uh, no, I'm not. I'm going to I'm going to continue this hunger strike. So that means that like Thanksgiving, uh, I, I will I, on Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. On, on, on New Year's mm-hmm. and, 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 and until they come back on January 3rd. And I agree with Martin Luther King III. Uh, and, and when he said, don't even think about celebrating his father's birthday if you don't have these voting rights bills passed, it would be the height of hypocrisy. So I'm disappointed in both Republicans and Democrats and, and, uh, and, and, and some of the Democrats, uh, particularly uh, uh, Manchin and Cinema. And, and, and my charge to everyone is you should put the heat on them. I, and I mean that. Put the, 
put the heat on them uh, and and uh, uh, let them know uh, how uh, how disappointed uh, we are, and that uh, uh, and, and 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 so that's that's where I stand. Now, let me ask you, Joe, are you going to continue to do your program uh, every day of the week in this state? Because I, I know that you you must be. It's difficult. I can see that it's difficult on you right now. Um, as long as I physically can, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, the answer is uh, yes. And if and, and if for some reason I find that uh, I can't, I'll call you. Okay, great. No, I'll be here. No, I. I'll be here for you. But let me just say, I'm. I'm. I'm no, I, honestly, I will. I, will. I am concerned. I will. That let me tell you, you are you're a valuable asset to the movement. And uh, yes, we want the hunger strike as an example of the movement. Somebody of your stature doing that well, plays a role. But we also want you around, brother. Look, look, let me let me. And again, I, I say I, I, I appreciate that. But let me also say, you know, John Lewis was yes. valuable to the to the Voting Rights Act. And he almost was beaten to death. Yes. On, on Bloody Sunday, Goodman, Corner, and Cheney. These are college students. Right. They were valuable. Uh, hey, on Christmas Day, when people, uh, on Christmas Day, I want you to remember uh, a, a, a couple, Reverend Moore and his wife. Mm-hmm. They were involved in voter uh, registration in Florida, in a county in Florida. And on, on Christmas Day, the Ku Klux Klan, because Reverend Moore was doing voter registration, and he was head of the NACP in that county. They actually burned his house down and mm. killed both Reverend Moore and his wow. wife on Christmas Day. They were valuable, right? So that's why I say um, is 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 that people have sacrificed a lot more uh, than 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 solid food and. Uh, uh, and these senators need to hear from us and they need to understand that uh, that 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 this this that the as I've said, as if food is essential to, to sustain life, the vote is essential is essential to sustain democracy, democracy. And they, and, and they and they passed it up. Mm-hmm. They actually passed it up. Uh, yesterday and and into the wee hours of the morning, and so uh, I I I think the the next thing, you know, you know, and I'm not trying to be cute about this, but um, you know, when I I I watch I watch young people uh, using their social media, and isn't it fascinating how? Uh, a, a kitten scratching its ass can get a million hits, <laughs> and <laughs> you know. And we have to get serious about this. I agree. Um, yeah, we really have. And 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 these these members. While and here's the deal: while they're home, we should be in front of their houses. We should be in front of in their offices. We should wear their asses out. We'll do that. In fact, I am I'm going to throw this this video out as a call to order from somebody 
who has skin in the game. Look, uh, give me your closing words, Joe, because I mean, I, I, for, like I said, we're all admiring what you're doing and we, we, want to get, we want to get more folks involved here. So give us a closing words. My, my closing words are very simple. And, and someone said this a long time ago, that there is a difference between a moment and a movement. And uh, all movements, and the difference is that all movements require sacrifice. All movements require sacrifice. People sacrificed in South Africa to have the right to vote. People sacrificed during the women in the suffrage movement. They went on hunger strikes. They sacrificed. Uh, you know, uh, uh, during the end of the of the uh, first Reconstruction, uh, yes. people sacrificed to get their voting rights back. And the first thing that the that uh, that the former Confederate uh, <laughs> folks went after was the right to vote. So here's what I'm saying. It doesn't take a lot of sacrifice. It really doesn't. To pick up the phone, use social media, march, demonstrate whatever it takes uh, to get these bills passed. John Lewis would expect it of us. Uh, Rosa Parks would expect it of us. And as Martin III said, his father would expect that of us. Joe Madison, the Black Eagle, thank you so kindly for having been on Politics Done Right. We are going to make sure to get your word out. My brother, uh, you are part of the, mo- the necessary part of the movement, sir. Well, I, I, look, I appreciate and what you're doing is important because, you know, people could ignore this situation. But uh, thank goodness that you're there doing what uh, uh, what you're doing. I appreciate. It. I thank really you, do. Thank you, you so much. You have a safe okay. trip. Uh, a safe trip. Okay. Okay. Promise. Thank you. You can get politics done right Mondays through Fridays on Facebook Live at facebook.com/slash politics done right. On YouTube Live at politics done right.com/slash YouTube. Please do not forget to follow me on Twitter for updates. My handle is at Egberto Willis at E-G-B-E-R-T-O-W-I-L-L-I-E-S. That's it, folks. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right, and you know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out. Welcome to Politics Done Right. I am your host, Egberto Willis. This is a progressive program that will take the mystery out of politics. This is the program that will encourage...